super good morning to you welcome to today's episode of morning wealth have a great monday and have a great week ahead as well we'll talk about three things colonial pipeline hack disappointing jobs data and the week ahead a lackluster monday jobs report sparked a rebound in technology shares and other growth stocks friday helping send the s&p 500 and dow to fresh highs the broad stock market index ticked up about 0.7% while the dow was up 0.7% the milestone marked the respective indexes 26th and 24th record closes for 2021 the nasdaq on the other hand was up about 0.9% index is off about 2.7% from the high it set about 2 weeks ago US gas prices may surge about $3 a gallon the highest since 2014 after a cyber attack shut down operations on the nation's largest fuel pipeline ahead of peak summer demand traders and fuel shippers are working to avoid shortages along the US colonial pipeline halted all operations late friday after a ransomware attack affected some of its it systems the hackers who are part of a cyber crime gang called darkside stole nearly 100 gigabytes of data in just 2 hours on Thursday the company has said it's starting to restore operations but didn't give a timeline for a restart as of Sunday making energy traders increasingly concerned the big data that came out on Friday was the non-farm payroll economists and investors would not have been more wrong about the report that came out The US dollar traded sharply lower against all of the major currencies on the back of what can only be described as an abysmal non-farm payrolls report. Economists were looking for just under a million jobs and the whisper number was well above that level. To everyone's complete surprise, only 266k jobs were created in the month of April. Job growth in March was revised lower as well and the unemployment rate rose to 6.1%. The only good news was wage growth which accelerated 0.7% against a forecast of zero growth. Everyone is scratching their heads about how the jobs report could be this terrible given strong consumer confidence and sharp declines in jobless claims. So how could there be a lack of workers if the economy is still short 8 million jobs from its pre-pandemic level? One issue is that while some businesses such as restaurants are hiring as the economy reopens, others that actually benefited from the pandemic are pulling back food and beverage stores the supermarkets and such that saw sales jump as americans cooked more at home shed about 49000 jobs last month courier and messenger services which have been busy delivering packages throughout the crisis cut 77000 jobs temporary help services to which many employers probably turned in lieu of making permanent hires as they saw demand go up as a result of the pandemic cut about 111000 jobs the effect of supply chain snarl such as the semiconductor shortage was also evident car and car part manufacturers lost about 27000 jobs on the other hand childcare issues and generous expanded unemployment benefits scheduled to expire in september are part of the problem as well many workers are reluctant to return to work particularly in person before the school year ends just to give you a perspective the average unemployment recipient receives about 318 dollars in state benefits plus the extra 300 dollars meaning more income than someone earning 15 dollars an hour at a full time job so those were some reasons why the print came in much lower than what the market was expecting It is unclear if there will be a strong snapback in next month's report but what is irrefutable 
is that taper has been thrown out of the window. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's reluctance to talk taper is justified by the number that we saw on Friday. Investors sold US dollars across the board, which is the reaction you'd expect to such a soft release. Away from the jobs report, there was some news to suggest some upbeat outlook. The Transportation Security Administration screened about 1.64 million passengers at US airports on Thursday. That's the highest since before the pandemic began, when 2 million passengers a day was a routine figure. Rounding off with the week ahead, the focus now shifts to US consumer prices. Wednesday's CPI report will give further insight and fuel into the discussion about inflation. Base effects will distort the year-on-year figure, but consensus is calling for about a 3.6% increase. Friday's retail sales number is forecast to show a significant slowdown from March's bumper 8.2% jump. Consensus is for a 0.8% gain. Industrial production, the number of job openings and prices paid to producers round off the US economic data that's going to come out this week. There's ton of Fed speak coming up this week as well. Charles Evans would be speaking, Mary Daly would be speaking, John Williams, Richard Clarida, James Bullard, Robert Kaplan, all of them are on tap. In terms of corporate earnings, Alibaba will report. Alibaba will show how it's weathering all the regulatory attention in China when it reports on Thursday. Among the other big names hitting this week are Disney, SoftBank and Toyota. Newcomers Roblox and Coinbase are also making their earnings debuts while Airbnb is reporting for a second time. Lastly, big oil and climate change. BP is first up on Wednesday with its annual general meeting. The firm's board has asked shareholders to reject a climate resolution from Dutch activist investor Follow This. That's the update. Have a lovely week ahead. I'll speak to you tomorrow.